Like, Jamie's running Pittsburgh right now. I mean, I would just... Tyler's second who? <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be, that needs to be, like, the cold open. <laughs> Welcome to the Where's My Stick podcast. Um, uh, we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> Every time we start our episode, we talk about how everything we talked about last episode. We're going to start off with Austin Watson from the Preds. Um, Austin Watson was suspended for 27 games for domestic abuse. He pled no contest, which means you're conceding the charge without admitting guilt and without presenting a defense. Coyle said in an interview he never considered buying out Austin Watson's contract. He says that this is a family uh, and things happen with family that aren't perfect. He hopes that the organization and Watson will come out of this a better place. And then the Preds captain Roman Yossi said, as a team, we do not condone domestic violence. We continue to support, amend, and respect the league's ruling on the matter. As players, we want to support Austin, Jen, and their baby. So what do you guys think about that? Things happen in family that aren't perfect, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like how Yossi was just like, I don't condone violence, but I wish him the best with his wife, wife or girlfriend, whatever, Hi. and their child. That's so weird. You don't condone violence, but you're still supporting him. It's weird. Yep. Roman Yossi is removed from my attractive players list. Like, he can no longer spit on me. I will no longer thank him. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, because I, I used to be like, Roman Yossi could spit on me, and then I'd thank him, but not anymore. Because I'm well, just like, yuck. I mean, I was reading another article, and it, you know, noted explicitly that the NHL is the only one of the four major sports without a domestic abuse or assault policy. And Bettman went on to say that the ruling was, quote, necessary and consistent with the NHL's strongly held view that it cannot and will not tolerate this and similar types of conduct. Then put out like a policy or something. Because as of right now, I don't see that the league isn't tolerating this, especially when we still have discussions about Slava Voinov coming back. Um, on 9-6, they formally opened the NHL's investigation into whether or not he'll be released and, are not released, but welcome back into the league. And per Bill Daly, who's one of the lead investigators on that um, sort of case, because the charge was expunged by the LA um, Special Court, it's likely that he will be coming back. Um, and then you have the NHL PA, which is expected to appeal Austin Watson's um, punishment. And if this sort of conduct isn't acceptable, Gary, maybe you should inform your players. With the, this whole thing, I mean, when it first came came out that he um, that he did like abuse his wife, like or girlfriend at the time, I'm not sure which one. I, I knew that I I had a strong feeling, and like it's like. 99.999% that the Predators were going to support him on this because, I mean, didn't they have someone else on their team that uh, abused their wife? They have uh, a couple of people. They yeah. had, um, what's his name? Mark or Mike Ribeiro? Rib yes. I don't know how to say Roberto his name. or something? Whatever. And then they have, um, oh my gosh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. 
Harry it starts with a Z and it's a bunch of letters and I feel like David Poyle he just he doesn't care about women and what men do to women and he doesn't I feel like with him he's very much like what can you do for me on the ice and whatever they do outside of that he it doesn't matter to him no matter how gross it is like you said Kelsey if the NHL or if Gary Bettman, if the league cared, they would have a something put in place. I mean, it just it makes it makes absolute sense for them to support this player. And it, Roman Yossi, I think, came out of all of this. Like, I mean, he did, he's obviously not the worst the the worst person uh, out of everything. But I mean, like, he, you sound stupid. You sound like, what are you talking about? We don't condone this, but we're going to sit there. It's a family matter, and we're just going to support them from afar and hope everything works out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What? You sit here and you see this woman get abused by this teammate that you call, like, I mean, that you go and play with every day, and you you have nothing to say, like, you, you, but you don't condone uh, violence? I, I don't get it. And the thing that, like, surprised me about everything is that, like, Austin Watson's not good. He was, like, a first-round pick. Yeah. And, like, he turned out to be a bust. And he was drafted, like, top 10, I think. And out of 216 games, uh, he has 23 goals, 24 assists, for 47 points in the league. And, like, he was drafted in 2010. So, I mean, he was drafted in the Hall-Sagan draft. And, like, what are you doing? Like, you're not – why are you supporting this trash player who's, like, a fourth-line player who probably is the – 12th or 13th forward David Poyle yeah Poyle. yeah David Poyle drafted this guy he feels like some type of like oh you were one of mine I'm gonna protect you I don't know but either way it's just it's not a good look on Nashville and I mean I wasn't the biggest Nashville fan before um but I'm definitely not the biggest Nashville fan after so. I feel like any NHL players act like if you say anything remotely bad about one of their one of their teammates, they will go to hell. Like it's so weird how they refuse. Like you can be like, that really sucks. <laughs> like, not even just like that. Just be like, I mean, like he didn't have to say all of that. He could have just said, we're just gonna go along with the NHL's. Um, whatchamacallit, decision. He didn't have to be like, well, we still hope the best for their family, blah, blah, and we're a family. Like, that's dumb. That's dumb. And I understand he's in a position, he's in an awkward position because he's their captain, but I'd rather he say nothing, like, nothing of consequence than, like, that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is just making me think of, um, the whole Patrick Kane situation and how and how Taves basically kind of just said the same thing and it's just like you can admit that your friend did something shitty or like something's going on or you could just say that you don't really have an opinion or and that you're gonna let everybody else deal with it I don't actually now I'm thinking about it why do they let the captain speak about this this has nothing to do about with them like well it's like I guess they're like the face of the friend. Yeah, but they're the face of the franchise, and they have to, they speak for the team. So, I mean, I, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, they're in a rough spot regardless. I, I definitely agree with you on that. I just... Ugh. Yikes. And it's funny that you, like, said you brought up, like, Chicago, because that's what I was thinking of, but I didn't yeah. want to... I, like, oh. Have we ever seen, like, a team's captain go against a shitty thing that their teammate has said and or done? Like, I don't think that happens in the NHL. Like, no one has any balls. It's gross. It is. And it's, like, it's so crazy to me because it's, like, your teammates one second and then the person gets traded and then, like, you fight with them on the ice. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, like, teams, like, players who play together for years and are traded different teams, like, play against each other and, like, do dirty stuff against each other. But it's, like, just a second ago or, like, a month ago that was, like, your, that was your brother, that's your family, like, and then you fought him. I mean, I'm not saying that Roman Yossi fought this guy or will fight this guy. (laughs) But I'm just saying, like, just, you know, like, in general, like, hockey players, like, will do anything to win and then, like, support their teammate. But then, like, they'd also, like, kill an ex-teammate. Does anybody have anything else to say about, about Austin Watson? Do you think that the 27 game, well, obviously, ideally, he would be off the team. But do you think 27 games was enough? I mean, I didn't. I thought he was gonna get zero. Oh. So yeah, yeah, I fair mean, enough. <laughs> I mean, ideally, no. But like, yeah, I didn't expect him. I didn't expect anything to happen. I expected the league to be like, oh no, we don't. You want us to? Oh no, 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 we don't do that. So <laughs> I'm surprised that he got 27 games. Um, but it just also shows, like, in regard to like 20 games for PEDs and then 27 for domestic abuse. It's just like. Oh, that's, and the the PEDs one that's set. Like, oh yeah, like that's no matter what. Have, yeah, like and they have like they definitely have rules on that. But for domestic violence, they're just like, oh well, you know, it's a family. Like we don't want to, you know, intervene too much. But I don't know, twenty seven games. When you think that you when I th- when you think that he's not going to get anything, and he gets twenty seven games. You're like, whoa. But I mean, realistically, I. 40 minimum would be my like send him out this year like, or you, you can play and you can't and you don't get paid I don't know I don't think that's right but isn't that like that's like no we're not doing that but how um how hard is it to like be like um suspending players for unsportsmanlike conduct out um off the ice like and that covers a whole branch of things instead of just because I feel like they're never going to outright have, like, a policy against, like, domestic abuse and domestic violence. But you can just be, like, unsportsmanlike conduct off the ice. You get 35 games or have, like, a range depending on whatever it is. But I feel, the NHL is a bunch of cowards, so that's just me wishful thinking. But, yeah. But, like, I just, I don't understand why they won't implement like a policy, like you said, it's un- like the, they might make a big umbrella term, like unsportsmanlike or unacceptable off ice conduct. Why, why can't these men just be like, okay, domestic assault and abuse and violence isn't acceptable? Because they're men, like they don't, like, they don't, they don't care. care about women. They don't care about anything but themselves. Like I mean, I know this is harsh to say, and maybe, and it's not all men. But, I mean, think about if the if the NHL did, like, a, a blanket statement about, like, you know, unsportsmanlike um, conduct outside of the ice, like, off the ice. How many players would be 
would be suspended. Like, let's think about this. Like, the, I think there's so many stories that we don't know and so many things have been pushed under the rug, hush-hush, that we had no idea about. And when that happens, like, at, there at least, there has to be at least, like, two suspensions per season per team. Because... But I feel like if they, if they have that rule in place, then maybe you would see less of it because they would know that there would be consequences like, they probably wouldn't get jail time because of other reasons, but, like, they would have some consequences. But then we have Brad Marchand, and he does dumb stuff on the ice, and he gets suspended and fined all the time, and then, not- and then nothing changes. So maybe maybe not, but yeah. ideally, but that, that's what I, would happen. I think that GMs and, and um, owners all just care about the money in their pockets. And if any of this happened to a star player, play for 30 games, then, I mean, then you get people like, people like season ticket holders or people that want to pay to see these players, like star players, not paying for tickets, not, you know. And I think that they don't care about that. They just care about what's good for their pockets. I don't think, I mean, because think about it, they don't even care about the players who play for them, who make them money. Like, they don't care about their mental health, their physical, like, I mean, yes, I was... probably, fit. no, no, I would say also not physically, too, because some players play when they really shouldn't be, and, like, coaches push them to play when, like, the doctor says no. So I just don't see them doing that because I just feel, to me, they're selfish, and they don't really care about, like, others that well, that much, yeah. or, you know, enough to, like, to like force these guys to be good people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause at this point they're forcing them. They're like, listen, you if you beat your wife, you're sitting for thirty games. Like no no exception. At the minimum. At the minimum. Like they're yeah, right. Right. Well, moving on uh to a butter topics to talk about, um, or less frustrating. Um, Max Pacioretty was traded in the middle of the night, like I mean, on the low, nobody knew. We had to wake up to this huge trade. Um, He was traded from Montreal to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights um, for Nick Suzuki and Thomas Tatar and a second-round pick in 2019. The Habs retained 10% of the salary, and uh, Vegas signed him for uh, four years, uh, $7 million, for a total of $28 uh, million contract. Um, and when the contract starts, Patrick will be 31. What do you guys think? It's fine. I mean, I'm glad he's out of Montreal. And then I found myself actually, like, looking at stuff involving him. So I was like, maybe I didn't dislike Max Patrick. Maybe I just didn't like him because he was on the Habs. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, the contract is good, I think. I know, Danielle, you were like what's up with this contract but I feel like it's fine I would say I wasn't I I actually thought it was a a fine contract I kept seeing on my timeline everyone was like what he took a deal he took a deal and I was like well what's the deal I mean he's making seven million but I mean it is only for four years so that I was I thought he would want more um like stability um and staying with them so like more time like staying on Mm -hmm. the team but I mean who knows I think for Vegas this I, so I, I was looking into it, and I just thought that for the Habs, what they got back was kind of like, yeah, like a second-round pick 
Nick Suzuki's a good prospect, but he's a prospect who could play in the NHL now. He's going to be their first-line center. What are you talking like, about? Which is <laughs> crazy to, like, I just, oh, they just put so much pressure on these kids. And, like, I was really excited for Nick Suzuki when he got drafted. I know. I was so mad he went to Vegas. I was like, what a, like, go to a team that I actually like. Like, not just that I like their goalie. Like, I wanted them to, like, I wanted him to go to a good team that was going to be good. But, I mean, Vegas is going to be good. But now he's not even in Vegas. He's in Montreal. And, like, I don't know. For me, I'm just nervous with players, like, of color going to Montreal <laughs> because Max got traded and he gave everything to this that organization. PK got traded. He gave everything to that um, to that city and the organization. I just I don't, I don't even think it's – I don't even think it's players of color. I literally think it's just players who are not uh, – French Canadian. Canadian, yeah, not even French Canadian, just Canadian, because Galchenyuk. Yeah, Markov. well, PK's Canadian. Nick Suzuki's Canadian, so I mean, maybe. But I thought this was also really weird from Vegas's point of view. So last year, Vegas, like, I guess they gave. I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I gotta look at it, but they gave, gave like three first, like three picks for Thomas Tatar, and then he sat, like he played a little bit sat and then they they trade him i mean don't get me wrong patch is a good is a good player i absolutely and he's consistently 30 goals scores 30 goals but i just think like it's just my it blows my mind and maybe it's just because i like watch rutherford but it's like these gms that like make these bad trades or like not bad trades but like make they get bad players and then like have to like fix it and like they're like like trading like how um, yeah. Rutherford had to give away, uh, had to package Hunwick with Sheary, and everyone's like, "You got nothing for that." And it's like, first of all, that was a cap dump, and then like that was a cap dump, and that's why we had to take back that fourth round pick. But I mean, this has nothing to do with that trade. But it just made me think about like how they gave up so much for our Thomas Tatar, and yet like they only get back. I mean, they got back Max Pacioretty, but they also had to give up Nick Suzuki. In my mind, it's more like Max Max Pacioretty for Nick Suzuki in a second, but I know Tom Sitar is is in that package, but he just was such a like is he really going to do anything for that team? Is he really going to push Montreal into like contention? I don't think so, but I just thought that was crazy. Like these GMs make these bad deals, and then like a couple years later, you see them like, oh, like this player that we spent how many first round picks on is like a cap dump. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like Tomas Tatar, but I don't know. He's just, it's just he just didn't fit in Vegas. Yeah. And he's gonna get a lot of opportunity in uh, Montreal, so hopefully it's better for him. I'm sorry, Kelsey, what were you going to say? No, that's okay. I was just saying I wouldn't be surprised if Vegas has, like, a sophomore slump. Um, I just, I I don't know. I feel like they had an unusually good first year. and that, Well, obviously they had an unusually good first year. But then I just, I don't know that that will carry over. I feel like they're making a lot of sort of hasty changes. Not that I think, I mean, Suzuki and Tatar were um, both good players who didn't find their place on the Golden Knights. Um, And I don't think that they're, like, a tipping point. But I just feel like there's this, like, frantic energy in the Vegas Golden Knights management after having such a successful year. They want to have just as a successful second year. But I don't think that that's something you can really replicate. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. And the thing about it is, is that um, I did like a player profile, like a quick player profile on Nick Suzuki. And to be honest, like he could have played this season. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he plays for Montreal. And but I wouldn't have been surprised if he played for Vegas either because he scored a hundred points in juniors, was like their best player, um, and like adding him on the wing, like as like at extra depth, like him being on the thir- like third line would have been like because I mean if their first line I mean their first line is obviously gonna is gonna regress back because like William Carlson absolutely not like I mean if he has Patrick on the wing you never know well, and that's true because like they didn't sign James Neal which I to me I didn't think that James Neal was like I don't think he's as good as everyone like is like pumps him up to be I really think that that se- seasons with Malkin really did uh like pump up his like his name but because I mean, like he had, like he has twenty goal seasons. But like everyone talks about James Neal, like he's a thirty goal scorer, and like I don't know how often he scored those thirty goals, but I but don't. If you do the averages, forty, twenty divided by two, thirty. I know, but like how many cons- uh, consistent twenty and forty goal seasons has he had? And like I, like he's, like I said, like he scored for the Knights last season, but it was really that first line that scored like heavily for the Knights, and I think he was on the second line. But anyway, I think James, I think Patriot is an upgrade from James Neal. Plus, they have Stastny as um, their three C. I mean, their two C. So, I mean, they have been making some good additions to their team. I just, I definitely, I do agree with you. I think they're going to come back down. But I mean, they reached the Stanley Cup Finals last year. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they, I, I would be surprised if they missed the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if they like miss, like were out in the second round or out in the first round. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Also, I personally feel like they have to stop with the Golden Misfits thing this season, at least, because you're a team now. You're not misfits now. <laughs> like they yeah, tried to say. Final. They yeah, were like, final. "Welcome to the Golden Misfits, Pacioretty," and I was like, mm, "No, he just was traded to your team." <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, you're the Misfits. First of all, you took players from our team. Yeah. <laughs> that we gave them up. You took them. Let's like be honest ourselves. Because like, come on. But they didn't even take. They're de- they didn't even take like the best players yeah. that were available. Anyway. So many teams overthought it. To be honest. Yeah, I think so too. The Penguins. Yeah, maybe. I think they would have taken Rust if they hadn't thrown in that pick with um fl- with Flurry. Uh, well, I, I read that they, they were always I think they were they were always going to take him cuz they knew Flurry? he would be the face of yeah, the face mm-hmm. of the franchise. That's what I heard. I was scared they were going to take Rust. But I but I feel like the Penguins could have gotten more for trading Flurry somewhere. Mm. Like at least some picks so that they could have some higher picks in the draft because they have they have nothing or they had nothing this upcoming draft even though they did draft a good prospect they did draft a couple good prospects oh no sorry i i thought of one more thing okay ready so okay so when max uh, this is i was with sj um this yesterday so i i know a lot about max yeah all you did was talk about max so well, when he was traded, he was talking, he, like, told his kids, because he, like, he has three boys, and two of them are, like, three and four, so he was telling them, he was like, oh, I got traded, and they have, they have, like, the NHL sheets where, like, they have all the teams on them, and they're like, oh, where, dad? And then he was like, oh, and then he realized that these were old, and he doesn't have the new team, and he was like, well, we have the Knights, so the one that does the cool opening, and they're like, yay, we're going to Vegas, and they're, like, jumping up and down, so then, like, when he went to Vegas... 
the Golden Knights gave him two packs of bed sheets with the new ones with them on it for his kids. And like, I, I saw the video and like, you know, I'm not like a huge Max fan, but like, it was so sweet. He was like, oh my God, like it looked like he was genuinely like, ha- like surprised and like happy about it. It's so yeah. cute. Like now the kids will be able to like point out their team and like, that's so cute. I, it's adorable. But okay. Yes. Let's move on. So the the thing we've all been waiting for finally happened and it feels like and like a day where like everything happened. Eric Carlton was finally traded. He was traded to the Sharks. In the trade, Sharks got Carlson and prospect Francis Perrion, um, and the Sharks gave up Chris Tierney, Rudolph Balser, defenseman Dylan DeMello, prospect forward Josh Norris, and two conditional draft picks. So, and the conditions on the draft picks are <laughs> kind of funny. So, if, Ho- if San Jose resigns Carlson, Ottawa receives a conditional 2021 second round pick or a first round pick, not lottery protected, if the Sharks reach the Stanley Cup final in 2019. Um, and then there isn't there one stipulation like if the if the Sharks trade him into the back into the Atlantic Division, then um, Ottawa gets their first round pick. Oh, that's sure. funny. Like, yeah, because, because okay, and this is this is why this pick was in there because, or that stipulation was in there because when freaking uh, um, oh Mike Hoffman, <laughs> yeah, when the Senators <laughs> traded Mike Hoffman to the Sharks and the Sharks flipped him back to the to the um, Panthers for like better um, picks, I think they put that in there because they already they already got burned once and like how do you still trade with them like I know. But, That's um, so funny. So what do you guys think about that? I have a lot of opinions, and I know I, like, inserted them in, but what did you guys think? I don't like the Sharks, so... <laughs> I mean, it's good for... I mean, it's good for them, and it's good for Eric Carlson. He's going to go someplace where he'll actually probably be able to do really well. So I guess I'll try to, like, pretend that I like the Sharks more than I actually do. <laughs> so just for Eric Carlson... Literally, I feel so relieved. I no longer have to be a Sens fan. <laughs> Eric Carlson is somewhere nice. Like, I'm just so happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I really wanted him to go to Tampa, though. I was. So, yeah, me too. We're me too. so close. Like, why couldn't it just happen? He's I mean, so like, far away from me now. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably never see him again because he's. I'll probably never get to watch the games. Honestly. I mean, I'm happy for him. Yeah. He's going to go someplace nice, and the Sharks seem nice. And hopefully Logan Couture's bitterness won't, like, rub off on him. They got a bunch of random people for Eric Carlson. Like, I don't know what the Senators are going to do with these people. Like, I've never heard of half these people. I don't know that they're going to resign him, because they have 12 UFAs and RFAs 1920. Mm-hmm. So... So I'm not sure if they're going to resign him, but I do think that they're just like really going for it this year with yeah. all their <laughs> veterans. I feel like they're always going for it. Oh yeah, they're always but, in contention and always have a really good chance of winning, but I I don't know. Happen. I was listening to a podcast like maybe 
a month ago, and I forget what podcast it, it was, but they were talking about how the Sharks were in on Tavares. They were been focusing on centers. They didn't want to give up Timo Myers, and they, they had certain stipulations. And the I forget who it was, but I think they were like, well, what up? Like, what about why aren't the Sharks in on Carlson? Like, I mean, I know they have Burns, but like, I mean, that's still like a like if you can't get your center depth, why not just like pad up your blue line? And so I was like, oh, that's like a good that like makes sense. Like, and so I was looking at their cap pit, and like I was like, they have the room to take him. And I mean, I think that the Senators because they like waited for so long, they're not trying to package him with Bobby Ryan. And so I, was, I always thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, what if the, the Sharks get it? What if the Sharks get it? And, like, no one was saying anything about it. So when that tweet came out, I forget who tweeted it first. I don't know where I saw it first. But they were like, I, the Sharks are in on Carlson. I was like, oh, my God. And I tried to find that podcast, but I, I have no idea who it was. But I just think that's crazy. Like, now you have, like, now you have Burns and Carlson. I mean, obviously Carlson's going to be their first defenseman. And Burns plays more like a forward anyway. So, well, so does you... Carlson. Uh, yeah, but Car- I no, think Carlson Carlson's plays better, better defense. defense. Yeah, Carlson's better defensively than people give him credit yeah. for. I definitely. Burns I... is not. Yeah, I don't. Like, I mean, you can see Carlson, like, really, like, I don't know. I'm I, Maybe I'm biased because I do like Carlson more than I like Brent Burns. But <laughs> I just think that they're, like, their blue line is going to be is so stacked like now they can put each each of them and I forget the third guy because he like Vlasic yeah now one either Burns Vlasic or Carlson are going to be on the ice at all times like that's a nightmare and so I don't know and I think that's that's this is such a good pickup from San for San Jose and I feel like yeah they've always been in contention but this is the first time you see them make like a because or this is the first time they actually get like one of the big fish that are like like other people are trying to get. They gave up nothing. They didn't even give yeah. like I don't they didn't even get a first round pick. Like all yeah. the conditions are like, conditions. If they do something, then you get a first round pick. You didn't get a first round pick. That that how like how did the league even approve that? Like if they they didn't even no one stepped in and be like whoa 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 senators. <laughs> Think about this. Like, I think everybody was rooting for him to get out of Ottawa, so they accepted it. I mean, yes. Like, uh, see, this and this is where I like am so conflicted because I'm like, yes, everyone wanted him out of Ottawa, except for like Suns fans. You didn't even get a good like return. You still don't like the the abs for Duchesne got a better return for Duchesne than they got, than the Suns did for Carlson. I just find it funny how they think Brady Kachuk is better than was it Jack or what's his name Jack or Quinn Hughes which one Yeah they think Kachuk is better than um, um, Jack Hughes because they're I, definitely not going anywhere with that roster I don't think they thought they think he's better I think that they're just like delusional We'll talk about this later but the Melnick interview like <laughs> I. It, there's no way there's no way if you know you're in a rebuild that you would give up you you would use your first round pick and then you would just use it on Brady Kachuk like and I love Brady <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah I actually kind of like Brady yeah no he's like and he's like funny oh no come on <laughs> exactly like me the news about uh, JG Peugeot Peugeot yeah he's hurt so now he's like, oh, is he, like a break. Yeah, really? he's on IR. Yeah, he's on IR now. Uh, and I think uh, they said that he might miss like six months. Uh, on IR. Oh my, uh, oh my god. Yeah. Poor Matt. 
I feel so bad for um, my child, Matt Duchesne. He doesn't deserve oh, this. He wanted to be a playoff contender. Okay. <laughs> yes, it wasn't me. It okay. wasn't me. Yes. Like he did, he did want to be. I don't want to talk about it. But he had he, he had every right to want to request a trade. His he did. didn't have to do him like that. No, I I agree. I I agree. I think that Matt Duchesne is like a perfect example of be careful what you wish for. Example of don't meet your heroes because yeah. they they screwed him over. I feel so I feel so bad for him. Yeah. Or like don't Doesn't... work for your heroes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're monsters. Oh, no. yeah. Two last quick notes on Carlson. Yeah. And these don't really mean anything. First of all, how funny is it that he refused to talk to the Oilers? Oh, and... oh my god, <laughs> yes. That's so funny. That's why I forever love Carlson. Like, he gets it. He understands. He doesn't want to go from one bad organization to another bad organization. Oh, yes. And do you see what Shirelli said? He was just like, yeah, he wasn't. We weren't on his list. So so we had no shot at getting him. It would have been great, though. And I'm just like, you have Connor McDavid on your team. You You guys should not be on anyone's no trade list. Like, yeah, I, I saw someone tweet that. They're like, imagine imagine uh, a team having Conor McDavid and you say no to playing with them. I'm like, look at the GM. Look at the – I don't even think their coach is good. Like, look at all these things. Like, are you insane? Like, this guy just came from a horrible organization. Listen, if um, – like, if, if Conor McDavid – like, look at that team. I, I know Conor McDavid's really good. I get it. I get it. Everyone throws him – down our throats like we get it he's good but it's just like look at who else is on that team like look at who else like they're putting Nuge on the wing now because they have they gave they sold, like traded away all their wingers and now Nuge has to play on the wing and then Leon and Connor really don't have the chemistry that they had before so you, start, you gave Leon so much money and now he has to play like like play his own like have his own line and look at their blue line like who else, who is he gonna play with? Who know. is good that Carlson's gonna play with? And then you have Milan Lucic, and he's not a bad person, but that I mean, that, <laughs> he's just like that cap hit is is a big one. And then you just have um, Cam Talbot. Talbot. Who's gonna have to help backstop him? Is he gonna play sixty five games or seventy games again this season? How like there's no there's nothing of and, and like why would you pick the Oilers in that situation when you know you can play with like a team like San Jose who ha- has a good goalie has a good blue line has forwards that are going to score you know that they're trying to be in the playoffs like what have you seen from Edmonton just Edmonton not Connor McDavid just Edmonton that tells you that listen they're going to they're trying to do the right thing they're trying to be in the playoffs they're going to take I'm in my prime or like almost in the I think he's like almost in the like the end tail of his prime like to win me a cup I already left an organization that drafted me where I was the captain, where I gave everything, me and my wife, and horrible things happened. Now I'm just trying to reach a cup, get a cup. Like, but I, I think I think what they're trying to say is, like, when you have the best player, people would want to play with that player. So having – so the fact that – though I don't think that they were um, – I think that they were basically saying that the fact that the management is this bad, that even Connor McDavid isn't 
strong people to their team is crazy. And the fact that the Oilers have McDavid and, like, Dreisaitl is serviceable and and people still, like, it's still not really a draw for them. And that's insane because Connor is going to be, look, I wouldn't want to go to the Oilers. And me liking a team that's on a lot of people's no-trade lists, like, I understand like people don't want to come to play in Winnipeg because it's cold, and it's like, <laughs> and like even though now like um, the Jets have like a good team, like they're still not going to be on people's like, um, you know, list. Yeah. But the fact that like Connor McDavid's on the Oilers and people still that's not a draw, and that's what they're banking on, like players wanting to wanting to play with McDavid. That's insane. And, I mean, Connor's just going to live there, making all that money, no one to play with. Second, oh, actually, first, did you guys hear that Darnell Nurse is going to sign with the Maple Leafs? Oh, my God. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. I thought that was true. I was going to say, I was going to lie. No. I was like, no, stop. <laughs> he is hanging out in Toronto, though, and you know Kyle Dubas. He gets around. Not, 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 not fast enough. The Willie contract. That's true. Did you see he came out and said, like, as long as I'm here, Willie will be part of the group? I'm like, that's aggressive, Kyle. I mean, he's not on that, he's not on that, um, training camp list or whatever, so. Anyway, second point about Eric Carlson. Will he be in the ESPN body issue now? Wait, was he oh. not in there because the Sens said he couldn't be in it? No. I don't know, but I just know. The Sharks did it with, like. The Sharks always see, do it. I had to see freaking Joe Thorne and Brent Burns <laughs> gross. I'm not gross. Like, they work out. Like, I had to see their butts and stuff. Like, I would see Eric Collins, but, but. Yeah, I hope he does it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, too. And did you guys see his um his exit interview? No. Like he was like he was physically upset. Like he was it it seemed like he was holding back tears. Like he really did love the organization and it's so messed up that like the team like teams draft these players and and just like ruin them and the, these players still care. It's like a Stockholm syndrome. It's weird. Like I think he knew he had to get out of there, but like when the time came, it was still a lot for him. That's yeah. Tavar- that's signing with the Leafs is so it's so um what's it abnormal because a lot of players given the choice they will stay with the team that drafted them yeah or like the team that like they grew up with be- I like grew up with but like um yeah, played no. for a long time because it's like you know you get um <laughs> some say Stockholm syndrome and <laughs> You get like used to it and like you like you form bonds with the players the city like you like you know lay down your roots and then you just leave and it's hard because you know they're people like they're not just like you know little monopoly like pieces that you're shuffling around like they're people and you know they build bonds and stuff so even though it's the best for him probably like career-wise to leave it's it sucks for him also and like his wife's from there yeah but like i hope that the fresh start even personally is good for him like away from Mm -hmm. you know just the past year everything that's been happening yeah i i I think i can speak for all of us and when i say that we wish 
Carlson nothing but the best and like happiness and like truly be able like him and his wife to truly be able to like heal from everything that they've been through like this past like year and stuff because I can't imagine like and San Jose fans players and management I'm watching you (laughs) you don't treat them right like I mean they have they have a good thing going down there I guess everyone I've never heard anything bad about them yeah yeah and their GM's their GM is low key a good GM yeah also I this offseason continues to make me the tiniest bit soft for Connor McDavid because now he's doing like some initiative with the local like indigenous not indigenous oh, yeah, yeah, um, like first nations groups and Daniel, why is I will have none of it <laughs> why is this happening to me Healthy, he, like, he's not a bad person. Like, he's I, just, like I, you guys, I mean, I just went on, like, a 25-minute rant about Edmonton and, like, how, like, Connor McDavid. <laughs> but, like, Kelsey, yes, I've been seeing, like, it's the longer hair, I swear. It's the longer <laughs> hair and the little bit of, like, that weird beard that there's, like, now all of the, like, 2015 players are trying to wear, like, have a beard. It's that. Because, like, yes, I've seen, like, him in that Adidas, like commercial i was like oh my gosh but then i was like oh my gosh and then (laughs) (laughs) i hate myself i hate myself like Connor mcdavid makes me hate myself he looks like he has like a really dry sense of humor and i'm all about that like he seems low-key funny he like also like he is kind of funny because did you see that like it was like when he was on the cover of like nhl what was it, 18? Oh, the video that he did? Yeah, and he like, was like, oh, Yeah, I like, that was so stupid. That was, that was funny. Like, actually really funny. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. So I mean, as long as he, like, he can stay that way. As long as he still doesn't beat my teams, it's fine. Like, yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I think the fact that, like, nothing good ever happens for him is part of the reason I like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think if the Oilers were successful, like I'd be able to actually like hate him more. Yeah. Cuz like I don't where I'm at right now, I don't actively like him, but I don't actively dislike him. Yeah. Until like people start to say that like he's better than Sid, blah blah, then I'm just like, you know, no, let's calm down. But if the Oilers were doing well, I don't think I would like him as much cuz I didn't like him when they got into the playoffs. Like I was yeah, like, that was rough. Yeah, and I don't like him because, like, I, like, if, like, I had to, like, pick, you know, like, the one and twos, like, you always, like, have to pick one. I'm on Jack's side. Um, and I like that Jack's, like, like kind of, like, bitchy to him. And, like, when they were, like, oh, like, you talk to Connor, right? And Jack's, like, oh, no, like, we don't talk. I was, like, yeah, they don't talk. Like, fuck you, Connor. But, like, yeah, like, now I'm, like, oh, well, maybe they might talk. Like, you know. But, um, but Yeah. Anything else? I mean, we just finished talking about Connor McDavid, but the topic was Eric Carlson. Anything else on that Carlson trade? <laughs> oh, um, when, yeah, when, Good. when um, it was announced that he wasn't with, he was leaving Tampa. I sort of felt like okay, Tampa's not getting Carlson, and I don't know why I made that correlation, but I just thought that I was like, oh, they're not no, getting Carlson. Yeah, I see what you're, I see what you're saying. Because Eisenman was in that real hard, and then yeah. he stepped down, and then no more. I, that whole thing, that whole situation was, like, 
crazy to me. It was just so out of the blue. Like, oh and like, I had to make stop. sure. I had to make sure that like people who were saying this had the blue check marks. I had to look at the time, like the date of it, the time, because I was like, wait, was this like, is this was like years ago? I don't know, because I've I've been tricked and fooled yeah. on my timeline multiple times, as anyone. Knows I hate me. it. I hate but, it. Yeah, so I was like confused, but like, but like I wonder if like you know like we give, um, Steve, Stevie Y like too much credit. Like I don't know. Do you guys think that? Mm-hmm. I feel like. I think he's like ruthless. I don't know about the AGMs, but from what I've heard, like he should be fine doing it. Like they've been grooming him for a while. Yeah. But the way I see, I saw Eiserman's personality was just like he'll just keep pecking at you until you do what he says. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and I mean he I feel like he just couldn't get the Carlson thing to work out because you know they do have a, a cap limit or whatever but hmm, I don't know I don't know about the AGM that much but okay I mean I I I normally I used to always say that Steve was like no like he's really good so I don't know but everyone was thinking he was going to Detroit because they say that that's where his family is, which I thought that was kind of weird. I mean, I know he played. No, he used to work in. He used to work um, for the Red Wings after he retired. Yeah. As I think he was one of their AGMs, and he was gonna be the GM, but Ken Holland didn't retire, so that's how he got to Tampa. And I guess he didn't move his family to Tampa. Like, so he was living by himself, and he's been in Tampa for, like, a few years now. Yeah. So he was down there by himself. So he was just, like, you know, the strain on his, on his family is, like, a lot. And we were just saying how these people are people. So, like, you know, like, you know, he wants to be with his family. And if Ken Holland retires, if Ken Holland retires, then he'll be right there, you know? Like, so I heard that he was going to um, still, like, be, like, uh, a... Um, advisor advisor for tampa bay and i heard in their um in their con- like press conference where everyone kept saying one year one year so i know that he was signed st- two years to be their gm still but so maybe after this one year he goes back up to detroit and then because i know kent holland was signed for two had a two-year extension as a gm who knows, I mean, if but... I was the if I was the wings, I mean, he's right there, and he doesn't have to yeah. move his family, so that's I would true. go for it. And that's just like, I mean, Detroit really does need a, a revamp, retool. Like, so many like sad things are happening there that I wouldn't mind uh, Steve Eiserman Steve going down there and fixing it up because they've got some really good prospects. Um, well, I mean, I like the guy they drafted this season. It'll make it'll make me sad though, cause it's just yeah. like, I mean, I I liked him in Tampa, but I feel like um, the Wings they let a lot of good GMs go to keep Ken Ho- Ken Holland, and now like Ken Holland, he's not a good GM anymore. Like they had Jim Neal, and they had Iserman, and they let both of them walk to keep Ken Holland, and it's just it's like. Ken Holland needs to go. So I feel like if they don't, um, if they don't, like, they're trying to, they might want to course correct a little bit yeah. when, with Eiserman now in uh, Michigan. So, yeah, it'll be sad for me. But I I don't hate the Red Wings, so it'll be fine. But mm-hmm. And I, I don't think it's fair 
because I saw people also saying like, oh, he left because Tampa can never get it done. And I think that's just so unfair to say. Um, and that, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't think that's true either. Like yeah. after like reading, like seeing that um, press conference and stuff, it just really does seem like he misses his family. And yeah. you always see, like we always think of him as like a ruthless, like cold hearted. But I mean, like he's like a person too, like you said, and he like it's family, I don't know. Yeah, yeah and I kind of hope that it's like, just that and he's not like sick or dealing with like a big illness in the family yeah, or anything yeah. like that i thought like i thought it was gonna be like a huge scandal i thought like he did something insane and they like fired him and then they were just saying that he stepped down but like when i found out that it was his family i was just like okay i get it yeah like i didn't i didn't realize his family didn't live in tampa yeah me neither yeah, yeah. I think we all just assume the family goes with them but maybe not like maybe the wife was like no i have a job here and i'm gonna stay here so speaking of Detroit, Henrik Zetterberg, they finally announced that he um, he's going to officially retire. Um, he'll no longer play due to a degenerative back disease. And that's yeah. just, I don't know, we talked about it before, and oh, that's just, that sucks. That really does, yeah. like, I wish he could have did his, like, what the Sedins did. Be like, okay, we're leaving now. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, just like like I forget. Um, you got what do you guys said like that quote of just like never like wanting to know when you played your last game and like yeah. right. Yeah, that's just I don't know. I and he's a good player and he's never done anything horrible to me or to my players. So like I mean I I I'm I'm really like I feel really bad for him and like all the I don't follow that many Red Wings fans but they were all just like uh like and everybody because like. He's like he was a phenomenal player. Just, yeah, I don't know. He that, was that forty really points away from one thousand. No, I feel like he, he, he could have got it if he played. That's sad. It is. Yeah, yeah. That like, kind of does suck. Cause like, I feel like a lot of the players don't really think about life after hockey. They never do. They don't and, care. Ugh. And then, ugh, wow, what a short career. Not, not like, I mean, relative to, like, other jobs. Like, a normal <laughs> yeah. office job you can do for, like, yeah. 20 years. And, like, hockey, you can't. And it's just, like, you can try, but, like, it's really hard. And then you're just... I mean, he can always coach. He can always do stuff in development. He can always, like, I mean, there's... I mean, hockey players look out for other hockey players. Like, if you're, yeah. if you're, he'll get a job if he wants to stay in hockey, or if he wants to just go back home and like be with his family for a while. Like, you know. Well, we wish him the best. If you listen to this, Z, we love you, man. Sorry. <laughs> he just tweets us, thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> right. Nah. No. Okay. Next, okay, so the coolest unveiling of a contract extension, but that got like kind of like swept under the rug because like uh, everything else was happening. Yeah, but Tyler Sagan um, signed an eight-year extension uh, with the Dallas Stars for nine point eight million, with a total of seventy-eight point eight million for the full eight years. And I mean Tyler Sagan, he's there's so many stats on him, um, but last season he had in 82 games he had 40 goals and 38 assists for 78 points. Last season was pretty much 
usually what he normally does. Like, um, his highest goal total, I mean, point total, was 2013-14 when he first got to Dallas. He had 84 points. And basically since then, it's been, like, mid-70s, high-70s, just around the 70-point um, range. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, what do you guys think? Well, first we'll talk about the how they unveiled the his extension, like that video. Video was so cute. I loved it. it was also, really did cool. you see it? I didn't. I know the idea of it. It's like retro games. Yeah. But watch it. It's so. I cool. honestly didn't care enough. <laughs> I'll admit, Kelsey. I was at first. I was like, "Well, what is this?" And I was like, "Just tell me the AAV. Like, I just want to know the numbers." But you have to watch it. It's like super cool. Like he goes through and like he defeats certain teams. And like unfortunately, the Penguins. Yeah, he, yeah, he like, beat the Penguins. I'm like. Dallas, we're not even a rival. You could settle it down. But, <laughs> um, but then it's not even talk about the Flyers. Cause like, oh. But um, but yeah, he like defeats him. He goes different. And then at the end, it's like the GM and the Stars logo. And they're like, here's what you want. Your prize. Yeah. And it's like this extension. It was really cute. And whoever got that, whoever did that in Dallas, like, deserves a raise immediately. It was the best, like, that was the best way to unveil his... Um, contract and even better than star uh, than the sharks in my opinion because i think the sharks have like really good social media like where they're like oh this person was traded and it's like them in their original well like in their old team and it's like and it's like a new uh that with the sharks logo and i'm like oh that's so cool but like the dallas stars really did that yeah it was really cute um it's what he de- i mean it's what he deserves <laughs> <laughs> The little gift thing because he's like their star center and um, the contract is what he deserves. Um, I, I I don't know if you guys were on Twitter before, but they were like, while they were like following it, they were like, oh, Sagan seems like there's going to be a deal coming soon. And then they were like, he wants more than Ben. Supposedly it was supposed to be like eight years, like over 10, some million, but it equaled out to being like 12.5 per year and I was like excuse me no way that he's gonna get that so then it was like 20 minutes later that it was like he got 9.85 and I was like which is oh. which is more than Jamie but like, yeah by a little but and, yeah yeah and I feel like they're so close that I don't think he would want that much more than Jamie yeah because like I feel like they get each they get each other is <laughs> and like I was saying last episode he just needed to be patient talking about oh I'm so disappointed shut up yeah. like it's coming i think when the stars kind of realized they were out on carlson that's when this talks kind of started heating up yeah that makes sense yeah that does make sense but um i think that it was kind of funny like when you were talking about like how like jamie like he got more than jamie but it was just only a little bit more it reminded me of like brian dumoulin like he got more than mana but just only a little bit more (laughs) like he was like I don't know why I'm, like, bringing everything back to the Penguins. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, I'm the same way, because I was thinking about um, Tyler and how I was, like, trying to remember if he won a cup, and I was like, oh, yeah, he was with Boston his rookie year, and then I was like, eh, like, does it really count? But then I was like, but Jake Gensel won a cup his rookie year, and it definitely counts. (laughs) He wins a cup with the Stars. It'll mean more to him. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is his team. Yeah, I think yeah. he said that in a team that he feels comfortable in and that, like, isn't going to belittle him. Anyway, let's not... Oh, Tyler's <laughs> really upset. 
why are you such a mess in Boston? Kids <laughs> <laughs> that got went second overall and won a cup, and was hanging out with Brad Marchand, who was out of control as well. Yeah, yeah, and Brad Marchand, like he, Brad Marchand, he's like softened up like a lot. Yeah. I don't get it. Well, like, imagine trying to do all that stuff with Zayn Chara in the room, like just like staring at you. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but that was young. That was young, young Z. Like he was probably letting the guys get away with a little bit more. Now he's like, no, not on my watch. We're all learning languages. We're all inclusive. We're not drinking. <laughs> We're feeding <laughs> pigeons. <laughs> when when um, Tyler Sagan was a mess. One more of them. Oh yeah. I don't know why. I feel like with Tyler Sagan, I just want the like. I wanted the best for him, and then he just keeps disappointing me. So it's just like a love-hate relationship with me and him. Because I was just like, he's doing so much better in Dallas. And then he started saying xenophobic stuff, and I was just like, never mind. Low-key, Jamie Alexiak is on Tinder here in Pittsburgh. So if you wanted to come swipe right on him, you're more than welcome. He's too tall. What, Jamie, what is, what? Okay, so, so when the pen, when the <laughs> You pen, live here. Like, you can't do this in the town where you live. You have to do it in the town where you visit. Like, like, like Dougie Hamilton. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so when, so when the Penguins come to New York, I know what I gotta do. It's fine. Yeah. Jamie, I got you. It's fine. Like, someone tell Hannah this. She's gonna, like, run to Pittsburgh. He has also bought shots for entire bars on more than three occasions. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to find out where Jamie's see, they're running gonna be in a road trip. Like Jamie's running Pittsburgh right now. I mean I would just Tyler Sagan who? <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be that needs to be like the cold open. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm- that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, oh, well, actually, this is kind of sad. <laughs> uh, Corey Crawford from the Chicago Blackhawks, um, he still continues to have, like, concussion symptoms um, from the concussion that he uh, he got last season. Um and it's crazy because Crawford was keeping the like before he went down the Blackhawks were in a playoffs position because he was just playing out of his mind um, he was saying that he's close he's close but I mean with players they're always yeah they're always going to say um, that they feel better and stuff like that so what do you guys think about that I mean that sucks for him I mean I'm not a fan of his or the Blackhawks, obviously, but you never want to see someone get a concussion and have like long-lasting symptoms like that. Like it's, yeah, it's going on. Um, I want to say he got out at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably close to a year, and that that sucks. Like that sucks. Yeah. But they, I remember them saying last year he had vertigo, and not concussion. He had like like vertigo symptoms maybe the symptoms are similar or something uh, but i remember hearing that last year but that sucks i hope he gets better yeah i hope he gets better too i just hope he's putting himself first and he's not trying to rush himself back um yeah but it's just crazy because the blackhawks let scott darling go 
and I don't know who they have. Um, um, they have this guy Forsberg. They got him from the Blue Jackets. Why is I gonna call them the Blue Jays? Oh, yeah, they got him from the Blue Jackets. I mean, it just shows that um, they like they. I feel like they didn't appreciate him when he was there, and like all their success was. They said that it was just like Taves and Kane, but him going out for that long and then the Blackhawks being as bad as they were just proves that, you know, love your goalie. You know, they help yeah. you out. And the Blackhawks, uh, I, I don't know, was it them or was it really like the media saying that it was Taves and Kane not, um, not, not giving Crawford enough credit? Because I, I mean, see a lot of the If media. you look at their contracts. Well, yeah, that's true. I think that, isn't Brent Seabrook out with something as well? But I mean, like, I, I guess that may open up. I don't know their depth at defense. I'm not really sure. So I don't know if this is a help or a hindrance. Who knows? Um, I actually don't even know where Brent Seabrook is playing in the lineup. Like, if he's the second or third pairing defenseman, I have no idea. Like, and I wonder if it's just, like, everyone's mad at Brent Seabrook because it's, like, his cap hit or is it because he really is bad like I know with Andrew McDonald it's definitely like his cap hit is like annoying because it's a lot of money but if the coach didn't play him like a first pairing defenseman him being on the third line the third pairing would be fine it would be fine but he gets play he gets playing time over like all of the defensive process the defensive uh Prospects that are ready to be in the NHL. Let me let me break down this Brent Seabrook contract for you because I don't think you understand. He's getting paid. <laughs> he's getting paid six point eight seven five million dollars, and his contract doesn't run out until twenty twenty four. So it's bad. Oh, I mean, I definitely. There's no doubt that I agree that contract is horrible. A horrible contract to sign. But I just wonder if, like, a lot of the hate, like, is it still just because of that contract? Or is it because, like, he's not being played in, the like, the right position? Or, like, up the up, on the lineup? You know what I'm saying? I think it's because he shouldn't be getting played up the lineup. And that the contract is bad and they can't move it because it's so bad and he's so bad. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just hope that Corey Crawford does get better because, like, yeah, oh. and Chris Kunitz. Oh, oh right. Well, now fuck Chicago. How dare they take my father? I know he wasn't traded. He's fine. I would have. Ra- He's fine. I, I would have rather we got him than Cullen. I I feel the same way, but I think that no, I don't feel the same. <laughs> I don't feel the same. I I love Chris Kunitz. Like me too. Maureen is. The pure soul. She once gave me water out of her purse. It was oh, great. Yeah. So they're my parents, and I can't say anything bad about them ever. Yeah, like, well, I'll say it. He, no. He, mm-mm, mm-mm. No. I saw what he did in Tampa. No. 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 I think he, that was the coach's fault in Tampa. Well, yes. But also, he, when he plays in Pittsburgh, he he's always with Sid because he can't anywhere else and I don't want it I don't want it I think that I think that is so unfair I think no it is but I don't want it like okay Sullivan puts these lines together and Sid I know people are like Sid never asked for anything I don't think that's true 
Sid never does that, but like I swear, it is possible with him, exactly. and I don't like it. And, and so, I mean, I understand just that. Take the option away. But Cull- Cullen has been on Sid's wing as well. Cullen's not, but like Cullen, like if Sid's line isn't working right, they're not gonna put Cullen on his. You wing. don't know that. You don't know that. I do know that because Mike he's Sullivan, done it before. He would never, he would never. Mike Sullivan has made qu- questionable line uh, decisions last season. But uh, I feel like, but I feel I like mean, Colin, he plays on the fourth line, so it's just like with Colin, he makes our fourth line serviceable or whatever. It's fine, but I feel like having Chris Kunitz on your first line. It's just it's just not going to work anymore, and I think I'm hearing a lot of disrespect for someone who has as many Stanley Cups as Wayne Gretzky. So, <laughs> like honestly, yes, yes. Like Chris Kudit saved all of our lives when he scored the goal in double overtime against Wall Anderson. Who and don't forget, don't forget when he tried to decapitate Tom Wilson. You can be mad at Chris Kunitz, but he's just living his life with his four kids, plus me and Kelsey, so with his six kids, <laughs> he's just trying to feed all of us and give us the support and love that we deserve, and I don't know why you're hating on it. Look, that's how I'm seeing it in my head. If Chris is not on the team, they can't put him on Sid's line. Yeah. So the next topic is Jake Dotchin? Dotchin? Yeah, Dotchin, yeah. So, um, I actually don't know much about this, but I know that uh, Tampa terminated his contract, put him on unconditional waivers to terminate it, um, and he had one more year on his deal, I believe. Mm -hmm. So, what's going on with him? Let's let's see. I don't know, because I feel like it's weird, because they, I felt like they liked him. Because they played him a lot, even though he's not that good. And they played him with Headman a lot. So, and he's only 24. So, usually when people, when I see people on unconditional waivers um, to terminate, they're usually, like, old. Yeah. And, like, he's only 24, so I'm just like, what happened? But, um, so nosy. I'm so nosy. I want to know, like, what he did. See, I heard that... He just like wasn't fit for camp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it would make more sense for it to too. be like drugs. I heard that he wasn't conditioned right, but I think right. it had also to do with drugs. Like the drugs left him not conditioned right. Yeah. Because yeah. wow. I don't know if like just not being conditioned enough would be enough to like flat out terminate. Like yeah, maybe like right. he's only do some extra work. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the like the age thing is what like blew me. Like I was like, what? Like why would you just trade this guy? But I wonder also if at, at first before I heard anything about like it being drugs, it being like him not being conditioned right, I was thinking like I wonder if he was one of the coaches like toys and that's why he was like played so high up in the lineup when he really shouldn't have been. And so the 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 GM management were just like, no, we need to get him off the team so he doesn't like you stop playing him like that because mm. you know I mean I that's like an idealist. I don't know his name. It's like Bra something. The new Tampa's new jam. Yeah. Oh, Breezebois. Breezebois. Maybe he was like, I'm putting my stamp on the team. So to let you guys know, I mean business. I'm yeah. not Steve. I'm even more ruthless than I am. He's like, you, you were scared of him. You're going to be like terrified of me. 
And this like random defenseman. Eisenman's supposed to be really nice though. He's cool. I was heard that he was just like a wizard and could like get anything done and built this like amazing like, team. If he would have got Carlson, I don't know, like he would have been amazing. Give him the GM of the Year award now. Yeah. yeah. To say that, did you guys read the what came out with um Robin Leonard? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So I didn't like Robin Leonard, but after I read that. I was just like, damn, man, like, like, it's crazy. It's really, it's really hard. Yeah. But I, I so that. I didn't read it. Um, and I, so, it was free. Yeah. I don't like Robin, <laughs> Robert, Robin Leonard, Robert Leonard, Robin, Robin, because of the tree. Like, yeah, I'm not like, I am. I don't hate him, but I'm not, like, a fan because, yeah. like, oh, dude, we don't agree. Like, <laughs> and, like, you, like, actively, like, support him that you're putting him on his mask, your mask and stuff like that. But um, I was listening to, I listened to a Buffalo, Buffalo Sabres podcast, and they were saying how, like, um, the one girl on there also has um, the same, like, she also uh, has bipolar disorder. Bipolar. And, yeah, and she was just saying how she now everything starts to make sense like how like mm-hmm. but yeah. like, I respect that like I'm like that's good like players more players speaking out like about like the issues that they, they're going through is going to help not only the fan base future players like it just helps break the stigma that it's like this is taboo and like management like now that players are speaking out you can't just treat them like like shit you can't just like, trade them for no yeah, reason yeah and you, to get back on robert leonard i mean i think i commend him i commend him for mm-hmm. saying this and getting help and you know it's it's a process it's not going to be something that happens overnight but good for him for sticking up for it so i hope he gets help was he was he signed before lou got there because i just don't trust lou and i'm surprised mm-hmm. that he was even let he was even able to have this article come out because Lou never like right. I mean to me Lou would be like you're fired or like get out of here like just because that like, well anything else you want to talk about this episode Mm-mm. no okay no well I think I guess so that concludes today's episode <laughs> um, <laughs> finally <laughs> so yeah. long but just a disclaimer we're after this episode um, we're gonna post two older episodes um, but we wanted to get this one up because everything happened on, like, Wednesday. <laughs> so we um, wanted to make sure this one came out first. So thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for Bye. listening. Bye. Wait, 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 wait. We changed our Twitter handle. Right. Yeah. So our new oh, Twitter right. handle is now at where's underscore my underscore stick, which we thought was better than the old one. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it keeps with the brand. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.